Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Hello and cheers to another episode. You're tuning into a conversation between Maya Jutzwiak and myself. And I just had to think when Maya and I met, and I think it's about five or six years ago, and she has taken many of my pictures, which are also on my website. And I really don't like to have my pictures taken. But Maya always makes me feel relaxed and more at ease when I'm standing in front of the camera. And I invited Maya onto the podcast because she has been living a location-independent life. And I have witnessed her journey over the years and I find it truly inspiring. Whether you want to be more location-independent yourself or not... I believe you will get some really valuable inputs from her and our conversation. A little bit more background on Maya. She is Swiss-Brazilian, a very creative mind, a content creator, mainly in the form of photography. And her background in marketing, banking, research, business development and human behavior, including a profound interest in topics related to psychology and philosophy adds to her experience. For her, taking pictures is more about telling stories, but she will tell us more about all of that. So enjoy. Maya, it's good to have you back in my home. Thank you for having me. I always like to be here. Over ginger tea once again. Yes, I love it. Thank you for that. I don't do a lot of um, podcasts with my guests in person, and I always appreciate it and enjoy it even more. I do love the opportunity of Zoom, of course, but it's nice to have you. I'm also happy that we combine <laughs> seeing each other finally again and talking. Exactly. So to start with, what is your favorite season? Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, fall, I would say. We all have our already superpowers, but what would be your extra superpower? Flying. So I can be in a lot of places. Wherever I want to go, I go. (laughs) Ditto. (laughs) Which book is currently on your nightstand? And for you and for our topic today, it's probably not your nightstand, but probably your backpack. Yep. (laughs) Well, actually, I recently just finished one. So now I have a few, actually. (laughs) 
No, I just bought the Steve Jobs one. Oh, the cool. autobiography. Uh, autobiography, no, the biography. So, but I haven't started yet. But it's in the plans to start the next few days. And the Atomic Habits, which has been on my rucksack, on my backpack for a long time, but I somehow, mm. yeah, I still need to get into it again. So, cool. Yeah, but it's there. <laughs> and which one did you just finish? Uh, ooh, how is it called in, in English? I only know the name in Portuguese. I'll check it up. I'll tell you later. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. And again, <laughs> interesting with our topic today, but what's always in your fridge? If I would have a fridge, um, probably mushrooms, vegetables, something like that. <laughs> What is always in your backpack as a snack? Apples and a bit of protein some like a rice protein or pea protein i started putting that in as well cool yeah. thank you <laughs> i'm just interrupting this episode very quickly because i wanted to let you know that this is actually the first of a three-part series The next two will be about how to start your online business with Dovil Sinke. And then four weeks from now, the episode with Anne Söderblom will air, where we talk all about kicking off and creating financial freedom. So I just wanted to let you know to keep an eye out on these two upcoming episodes, but now right back to my conversation with Maya. So <clears throat> you call yourself a hotel nomad and we'll get into more specifics of that in just a little bit. Um, to start with, how long have you been working and living location independently? So now it has been one and a half years. Started in the summer of 2020. So Corona brought me something good. <laughs> Not to everyone, but for me, it was something good. Yeah. Excellent. And was it a conscious decision or did it more naturally happen based on your work? Um, that's actually a bit of a difficult question to answer because on it happened by chance, let's put it that way. Um, but at the same time, I was actually already a bit ready to make a change before it happened. So if you go a bit to more spiritual side of things, what could say that I kind of manifested it? Excellent. I like that. <laughs> But uh, on the other side of it, it happened by chance um, because just at the time, yeah, I didn't like I was fired because of Corona. I didn't have an apartment because I decided to leave and minimize costs uh, because I wanted to make a change already. And then this opportunity came up and I grabbed it. <laughs> Excellent. So tell us about that opportunity that came up. So, yeah, it was, um, as I said, it kind of everything happened together. Um, I'll try not to tell everything because it's going to be a long story, I guess. I'll try to keep it short, but summarizing it. So, yeah, as I said, I was trying to minimize things because I wanted to travel. I wanted to do a different lifestyle. I wanted to change a bit. At the time, I was working 
on a startup. I had my apartment, um, one room apartment in Zurich. And I wanted to start making changes. And the first change that I could do was minimize the things that I had and minimize my costs. And that's when I decided to leave my apartment. Uh, I was in Brazil during that time. So that made everything a bit easier to just make these decisions in a place that wasn't here. Um, so I, yeah, I, I called the, the real estate uh, agent and I told her I was going to leave and I was going to sell my things to whoever was going to get it. And my plan was to move to a, to a vegi, to a, how do you say, a shared, shared <laughs> apartment uh, to minimize the costs and have less possessions. And then three days later, later, after I talked to the real estate agent, I got a call from my bosses, my then bosses, saying that they were firing me because of costs, because Corona was, um, was hitting hard and they needed to cut costs. And it was only me and the two of them. So I was the only place that they could pretty much cut those fixed costs. So as of 1st of July, I wouldn't have a, an apartment and I wouldn't have a job. <laughs> comforting <laughs> comforting yes the one side of me was a bit panicking and thinking okay maybe I should um, get an apartment as soon as possible and get a job as soon as possible but I decided not to um, of course I did apply to the um, how do you say the RAF mm -hmm. the unemployment. unemployment insurance um, but I decided not to take an apartment because I anyway wanted to go hiking during the summer and I wasn't planning to be much in the city. So I just, I came back from Brazil. I had two weeks to clean everything up pretty much, sell the stuff, uh, finish the, the last projects at work and get out of the apartment. So that was good because it was a bit like, I didn't even have time to think, like I just had to resolve everything that I had to resolve. <laughs> Um, and then three, four days before I left the apartment, a friend of mine wrote me and she's like, well, uh, she was working in a hotel consultancy company and she said they were working in a project in Ticino in the Italian part of Switzerland. And she said they had a hotel there that needed content. If I want to go there for a few days and take some pictures and try out, she knew that I was already taking pictures on the side, I was developing that skill already as a hobby. And I said, sure, I mean, at least I have a place to stay for a few days and let's see what comes out of it. And it ended up being a month that I stayed there. So they kind of paid me with stay and food while I did the pictures and the editing and stayed there in the hotel in Lugano. And yeah, while I was there, another hotel came and then another one and I was like, well, I guess I'll just make a business out of it. <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I think um, it's proof how things so naturally can fall into place. And a lot of times it takes a lot of trust. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and we'll get into that a little bit more detail because I think... Um, yeah, also with, with your work and your lifestyle, you, you, you need to have that. <laughs> um, I do want to touch on the hotel aspect and, you know, also having a hotel background. And I 
find it so beautiful that you talk about photography and telling stories and because it's so much deeper than just a quote-unquote simple picture and yeah tell us a little bit what that means for you in terms of not just taking pictures but telling stories yeah i think i mean this this lifestyle um allows me to to actually get to know the place really well um, because it allows me to stay a bit longer in the place so it's not like i just go there for one day take the pictures and leave again um i'm go there and i actually feel so a bit my value proposition is to um sell and um, how do you say capture the essence of the hotel in pictures and that's exactly what i try to do i try to live the place and capture it through the camera to tell the story of the place of the people so that people that want to visit the place can actually have an idea of it through the pictures so pretty much showing what it is but with as i said like the the storytelling behind so telling the story of the business through pictures so that people can actually feel it and the hotel can communicate a bit better through images because nowadays i mean we we know that people don't like to read a lot um, and images and videos are much more powerful than simple words so yeah i think that's kind of what i've been trying to do <laughs> She's being very modest. <laughs> we'll link to her um, Instagram and her website, of course, and you'll you all see the beauty of her pictures. And um, yeah, so hotel life. I always thought like there's so many stories to tell in a hotel when when I was working there, and I think you know, of course, it's from. The hotel itself it's the employees it's the ownership it's the guest it's the the place where it is right and and even geographically um yeah i like i always like to compare the hotels as people um mm -hmm. each hotel is completely unique they have uh i mean you can have two four-star hotels in the same location i mean in the same region But they're gonna be different because the people managing it are different, the people working there are different, the the style, so the personality, I mean, I'm sure you know that as well from your experience, the personality of the hotelier, of the manager, I mean, it translates, it's like any company at the end of the day, uh, just translate in the, whole, in the whole thing. But I think in the hotel, it's even physically visible. I mean, yeah, yeah I'm sure you, you know that. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I do, I mean, I experienced that when I was working for hotels and I had to travel for my, um, for my work. And, you know, from the outside, it sounds amazing and very <laughs> glamorous. And like, I can imagine that people may think, well, that's cool. You go from like one four star or five star, maybe only <laughs> three star <laughs> hotel. Um, to the other in amazing places um, in Switzerland or Italy and other places and of course it's amazing but what is also maybe an aspect that you feel 
is challenging for you? Well, to be honest, there's a few challenges. Um, well, one of the things is that maybe that's not for everyone. I do, I am a lot alone. Um, that's a fact. I, I also have to create my own routines. I mean, everyone has to do that, but it's always in a new environment. So I always have to adjust. I also have to be a bit like a chameleon. Like I always have to adjust to the circumstances, to the place. Um, I mean, the positive side of it is also, since I'm always alone, I always have higher chances to really get to know the people or have more contact with the people working in the hotel. Because if you go for a weekend in a hotel, you just, you go, you're served by the people that work there. Maybe you have a small interaction, but that's it. But if you're for a longer period, you can actually have a bit more talk. You can build a bit of confidence and, and trust between you. Um, so yeah, I guess that's a bit of a, one of the challenges to always need to be adapting to every place that you get. So lately I've been staying not more than two weeks, like the average had been one to two weeks. So every week or every two weeks, you're changing places, you're changing the people you're, you're dealing with, um, the environment. So, I mean, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, where am I? <laughs> Um, so that's sometimes a bit of a challenge because you're always in movement. Um, and the other challenge, which I faced a lot last year, and now I'm trying to change that a bit, is the food part. Um, because if I cook for myself, I'm someone that cooks really clean, usually. And if you're always consuming hotel food, I mean, we talked about this in the yeah. beginning, I remember yeah. you also had that experience um, I mean, when you're always eating hotel food, it's just like, it's a lot, it's just prepared differently. I mean, of course they put a lot of stuff, so it's, it's super tasty and it really, the food is amazing. Like the, the quantity of delicious food that I ate was amazing. Um, but on a long term, if you, if you're always eating that kind of food, your system does start complaining. Um, so now last year I, I gained a lot of weight and I was feeling towards the end of the year I was feeling very let's say intoxicated mm -hmm. um, and I had the chance to go to Brazil and kind of do a bit of a reset uh, but now like coming back I'm kind of trying to communicate the hotels about this so they can if I can see if they can kind of do something special maybe with less uh, less fat or with certain restrictions just so that they understand that that's my life I mean that's my lifestyle I can't eat the whole time um, the normal restaurant food so that has been one of the big challenges that I've been facing and that I've been trying to change now to just communicate openly about it with the hoteliers and see if it's possible to, to bring that factor in so that I can actually live this longer um, and make it sustainable because otherwise it's just not sustainable. Yeah, I can I can relate. I mean, I would, I think that for me would be a challenge too. And yeah, I think that goes into already some <laughs> tips and tricks. I, of course, want to or want you to share <laughs> um, for the listeners and also yeah noticing what's important to you right for maybe for somebody else it's not such a big of a deal but you say yes I didn't notice that my system can take it and now I need to 
um, make a change and communicate that to the hotels in your case. Yeah, for sure. And I think that goes also to other topics. I mean, also um, integrating exercise in the routine, um, integrating, like not overworking in the beginning. Like one year ago, I was overworking a lot because I needed to prove something um, and I needed to do more and more and more. And I was just going pretty much into a burnout because I, I thought I had to do everything at once. And I had to kind of understand, no, that doesn't work for me. So what is it that works? Um, or also, I had times in the beginning of all of this um, editing pictures. I oh, Sometimes I used to do it in the middle of the night because there's like a certain kind of calmness around and working in the night is nice. So I used to go into a flow that I just like, I stayed up until, I don't know, 6 a.m. in the morning editing pictures and I was dead the next day. Like, there's no way I could have that going on uh, forever. So I, I stopped with that. I started going to bed early, waking up early. So really paying attention. I mean, it's, and that's the thing. It's not just a job. It's like a whole lifestyle. You, you have to really be careful and just be aware of what does you good, what doesn't, and how to integrate um these things in your life i mean of course that's for everyone it, it's like that but it's just like you have to be honest with you and you have to put the limits on yourself because you're not i mean you are choosing your environment but not a hundred percent you don't have a hundred percent control of everything um of the places that you're going so yeah and i think there's also different i'm gonna say degrees on location independency right i think there's probably people who are like okay i'm gonna go for six months to i don't know spain and work from there mm. because i can and just you know with the last two years i think this is i think going to be more possible because the whole online work is more accepted or people got more used to it and, you know, you're living kind of the, the extreme version of uh, location independency because you literally move every, yeah, like you said, every two weeks. Um, what is the most rewarding for you? I think it's exactly that what I said before of getting to know different realities, getting to know different people seeing different places the whole time. Um, I don't know, I have like the travel bug on steroids. <laughs> um, I don't know, I just enjoy this, uh, this discovery every time. Every time it's something new and, and sometimes I, I go to certain hotels and in the, before I'm, I'm going there, I'm like, Eh, let's see how that's gonna go and then I get there and every time I just I don't know it's just nice to to meet people to um to just have that that connection no, I mean with the people but also with the place um yeah you just and you get to stay a bit longer in each place which is nice like not only I mean also from the hotel perspective but also from the region you get to know the region I mean, of course, I don't have that much free time uh, when I'm on tight schedule, but I always try to 
to give myself time to actually get to know as well. So now, I mean, in the last one and a half years, I've been mainly in Switzerland. I got to know Switzerland with another eye. Like I, I know other cities. I, you know, it's it's just a completely other vision of of the country, and with, of the people as well. Like you get to know so much. It's a, it's a learning of all the possible aspects, and also the, I mean, the interior, interior <laughs> learning, is also a huge one. So. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, you you learn and discover places and and meet people but just what you said before in terms of what you learned about what you need and i think i'm sure it's not the only one or the only thing what you just mentioned you must be in a self-discovery <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> in a lot of senses but yeah for sure i mean I, I, yeah, we were just talking as well. I mean, I, in this last one and a half years, I'm, I have changed a lot. Like I, I looked myself one and a half years ago and so, I mean, maybe it's not visible from the outside, but if I look who I was there in the beginning, like so many things have changed and so many things have shifted. Do you have an example? Yeah. <laughs> Only if you want to share. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm happy to share. So uh, a recent one, which is a, a really strong one, is that um, I went with lunch in a group of friends like just last week. And it was kind of my group of friends <clears throat> here in Zurich where I used to have my base, let's put it that way. And suddenly I just, in that lunch, I just didn't feel like I was part of it. Mm. Um, I was, I changed, the circumstances changed, they changed, everything changed. And suddenly what I had thought I was building up for years, because just a parenthesis for the people that don't know, like I grew up in Brazil and I've been in Switzerland for 12 years now. And I've been building up a life in Zurich, Zurich area. Um, and the space that I thought that I had is no longer there. So I'm not the same person that I used to be. And I don't feel myself um, part of that anymore. Mm. And that's something that one and a half years I was struggling with a lot, actually, when I entered this hotel nomad journey, I like to say. Um, I actually, I still wanted to keep my friends. I still wanted to keep things as they are. But now looking back, I can see that that's just not possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it can be, but yeah. you just change to a certain degree that it's hard to, to still fit in in a reality that used to be true for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Absolutely. And how was that for you to notice it? It was weird. <laughs> mm. Did it make you sad or yeah, more did. free or both? It was like a combination of a lot of feelings. Um, I I was a bit sad, uh, but at the same time, I was also happy to realize that and to be able to say, okay, it is time to let go and maybe just live something else. And then it also came the fear of saying, okay, what I used to know to be true is no longer true. 
And now a lot of changes are coming my way to actually create a new reality. So that's kind of like a lot of emotions at the same time. It's kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah, then coming back to this, to this trust, right? And yeah, that the, it's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's something that also it has been a training. I mean, I don't, I mean, for example, now I know what's going to happen until the end of February and I have a few hotels planned like sporadically during the year but November like March for example is completely open like I don't know what's going to happen yet and but that exactly what you said the trust is like I need to trust that everything is going to be fine because otherwise I'm going to go crazy <laughs> yeah I mean you were staying with me a year ago yeah, Most yeah about exactly it. just about ago, yeah. exactly a year ago and I mean I remember and I was like Wow. <laughs> like, I'm like, where are you going to be next week? I don't know. I'm like, poo. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I admire that. <laughs> I really do. Um, but the beauty is, is that over a year and a half, it has worked. Exactly. And the longer it works the stronger your trust muscle comes and i mean that's such a beautiful example for all of us to to learn that first of all it takes time to build trust like self-trust and self-trust into the universe <laughs> um and to i think manifest and believe that also a little bit when we jump that the net is going to appear Right. Um, looking back a little bit to what you mentioned with, you know, that example in terms of friends and how is that? I mean, it's, you know, I, I know a little bit because, I mean, I've not did the nomadic lifestyle as hardcore as you're doing, <laughs> but I mean, I lived in New York and Vancouver and here and even have like you know friends in Basel and Lucerne my partner lives in Germany <laughs> you're also all over girl <laughs> and yeah so you know also in terms of time commitment right like how how are you doing it like friends family dating <laughs> I'm not Tell sure us. if I am doing <laughs> Um, well, that's, that, that, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, I, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with everyone. And that's the first thing. I mean, you know, as well, how that is, like, oh, you yeah. just have to, yeah. you just have to set kind of your priorities and the people that you want to meet and when you want to meet. And that's already something hard to do. Mm -hmm. Because you have to kind of prioritize and you just say, like, I have these days. I mean, when you go to Vancouver, it's probably the same, isn't it? Um, you have to think, like, okay, you have that time. Well, who am I going to see? And, and who are the most important people that I want to see in this moment? It doesn't mean that other people are less important. But it's just, like, just being honest. And who do you feel like seeing in this moment? And who do you feel like talking to? Um now like i mean nowadays with with 
WhatsApp and everything, it's super easy. You're a call away, so you can always send updates. I mean, I have a few friends that I don't see for a long time, but we're always exchanging voice messages and we're always present in each other's lives. Um, you sometimes know more about each other than if you would see each other or not see each other, right? So it's more of just being in touch. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so that's one of the things. Um, the other thing, so family, my family is anyway spread apart. Um, my parents live in Brazil, my middle sister as well. My older sister lives in Australia. So physically, we're not close anyway, which maybe makes things a bit easier, I guess. Yeah. Um, so with them, it's anyway everything virtually. And on the dating aspect... <laughs> Um, that so I'm single, uh, very single. <laughs> um, so that I mean, of course, I've been trying online dating the past year, but I confess that the last, the second semester of last year, I barely had time for dating. To be honest, well, you don't have to. You know, right? I, it's not. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even have the time where that wasn't really on the focus. Well, maybe again, priority, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. go ahead. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I remember. Like just when you were talking, now I remember when I moved, not moved back, visited switzerland when i still was in new york and it was like i think my first time back after like a year and a half and i was here maybe two weeks um and i had coffee with everybody <laughs> and got back and was exhausted and then over the years i just learned i'm like quality over quantity right and now you know it's it's you know and then i just did like you know i'd rather spend two coffees <laughs> with the same person than one coffee with two different people <laughs> because then you have so much more from from each other right that's kind of what i then figured out what works or worked for me yeah that's definitely a a Good thing, like, I think that also brings much more because then, as you said, you have more quality time with the people that, I mean, I don't want to, I'm going to say it, but it's not properly said, like, added value. Because. Well, it's also, it's, you know, I think you just notice who is here, right? And it's also, you know, the real friends doesn't matter yeah it doesn't matter right and i think yeah i think that's just what it is yeah and i think i mean i think we've talked about this also in the past when you make a such a big change um you also realize who's there for you and who isn't yeah. i mean you also made a massive shift from your lifestyle as well and i mean i think everyone that changes to that degree you just you have kind of a kind of a cleanse mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. make a new um there's the people that stick and that accept you whatever change you make there are the people that feel maybe i don't know 
threaten or maybe not understanding or whichever reason it is um, there are some people that just don't continue in, with you in the journey and then in the new journey there are new people that come up because of yeah yeah and I think this is with so many things like that I mean yeah this is this is one example but you know I always feel like there is this you know you can tell something to somebody maybe a project or a change you want to make or something you're you're doing and one person can be oh my god this is amazing the other person can be are you sure this is not gonna work and i've always had a little bit that feeling and i love switzerland but i always had a little bit of a feeling that more in in canada and the states it's like maybe a little bit too much but it's like <laughs> <laughs> super excited oh my god this is awesome <laughs> and in switzerland like the voice of reason comes first this is not going to work it's going to cost too much money <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible so I think finding the balance and I think of course we need both but yeah I do think you know it, it yeah we want to have both kind of energies in our life yeah for sure but you also I mean even the the rational one I mean you can go around it in different ways you know like different people go around it with different ways so of course the the rational side of it or the let's say the the foot on the ground are important but if someone keeps telling you it's not gonna work and you're crazy and I don't know what, then maybe you shouldn't be around that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you learned a lot. I, I am learning a lot. <laughs> I change that a bit. <laughs> we all are always learning. Yeah, for right? sure. Um, and we're always growing. Like the beautiful tulip, tulips in front of us. Yeah. Um, what would you, looking back to your one and a half year younger self, what would you tell her? Well, I think a few things we've touched upon already. Um, I guess one of the things is the trust thing, like just everything's going to be okay at the end. I still have to tell myself that nowadays. <laughs> so I think my future self is probably going to tell me the same thing. Perfect. <laughs> um, and also this thing about not having the feeling that you have to do everything at once. Mm -hmm. um, because we, I don't know, I had that or I still have that, to be honest. Um, that when you start something that you have to be already mastering it and I mean, it ends up also if you start comparing yourself with other people in other journeys, um, you have the feeling that you're behind or you're you're not making it work or whatever. But I mean, at the end, it just needs time. And I think that's something that, again, it's something that I still still struggle a little bit with. But I'm I'm learning. But it's definitely something that I would tell myself one and a half years ago, ago as well. Say so just take it easy mm -hmm. just slow down <laughs> yeah 
I think we can all hear that. <laughs> yeah, we just put too much pressure on ourselves, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, do you see yourself settling in one place at some point in the near future, or is that not a topic at all? I think for now, not yet, because mm. I wouldn't even know where to settle. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm still kind of, I'm, I mean, I'm still collecting data. <laughs> so I don't know. I For now, it doesn't make sense for me to settle yet. Eventually, yes, I do want to have a base eventually. But if that's going to be in in a year, in two, and I don't know. I don't know when that's going to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, let's see. I'll let's keep see. you posted. Let's do it. So if somebody is kind of playing with this, this thought of wanting to be more location independent and, you know, also, of course, also based on their work and all that, that could be possible, what would maybe be some additional tips? And I think you, what you touched on in terms of routine and food and communicating our needs. <laughs> Is definitely um, one thing, but what else is there that you think that is really valuable to know or to consider? I think um, research and planning in the sense of research. What I mean with research is, um, I mean, a lot of people have done that transition. If you look at a worldwide perspective, like not specifically hotel nomad but kind of this nomad life or place independent um, opportunity it's better that way um, so search for people that have been there um, nowadays with online content and everything you can see a lot of people give also courses about it um, things that you have to consider read books where people have done that as well I've done that which has helped me um, to just kind of have a sense of actually how to do that transition because it's not just kind of like, yeah, now I'm just going to go. There's, there's a few things that you have to consider, like, I don't know, something simple, but in Switzerland, you can't be a nomad. You need to have an address. You need to have, be registered, registered somewhere. That's one of the points. And other point is, um, some institutions still send you physical mail. Where are you going to receive these? Um, so there's a few points that you have to consider and you have to plan. And I mean, if anyone listening, they want to make this transition, please call me, please write me. I'm happy to help with whatever I can. Because sometimes having someone helping you in that process that has been through that can help you a lot like I, I was lucky that I had I was with a coach at the time that this everything happened and he helped me like considering a few things like not these more let's say administrative things that I had to figure out myself but also on a psychological level like to to help you go through this you don't have to go through this alone I think that's kind of the um, one of the key messages I think It, so in life, we don't have to go through it alone, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think this is 
really beautiful message to <laughs> slowly wrap this up. Um, thank you so much for your insights. And maybe we can add one or two books that you read. Maybe yeah. we can yeah. add that to the show notes yeah, as well. Sure. That could be helpful. Um, before before we close, um, as we are on the Life Creation Podcast and you know, life creation is also this creative proce process um, and your work and your life is very creative. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have maybe like a life creation mantra or quote that guides you? Maybe right now, maybe did in the past. And of course, those can also change. But what comes up for you? I think one that I have been... If I look back, I've been using it for a long time, actually, and I still use it. It's just like, see it as a game. So, um, or a project. Yeah, I used to say, make it a project. Nowadays, I just kind of changed it a little bit and didn't see it as a game because it makes it more fun. Um, and also, it's kind of like, think about a video game. Uh, you have levels. <laughs> and you just have to some levels you just get stuck on it and it's super hard to go to the next one but eventually you do and sometimes you get to the let's say the big bosses of the, you know like the big really hard challenging um levels the dragon exactly like yeah that's exactly <laughs> the dragon or the monster i don't know because i know the name in portuguese but i don't know the name in english it's like a chef it's like the, the boss the big boss the, the dragon um, that you get there and you're scared and it's like, shit, okay, that's the time of, of this guy. And then you, you, you struggle, uh, you, you go through hard times, but eventually you manage it and you go through it. And I don't know, I've been trying to apply that a lot and it helps me because it gamifies it. Well, it makes it playful. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I love it. It cool. just makes it fun somehow. So even though you get into the hard times, it, you, you know that you, that's also going to go through. So if you fight for it and maybe change the perspective of it or change the, the strategy. So cool. Yeah, for play and game. Yeah. Thank you, Maya. <laughs> Thanks to you. <laughs> and thank you for all your help during this one and a half years as well. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Are you ready to pack your bags? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I really appreciate Maya's honesty about what she loves about her lifestyle and also what is challenging. And, you know, re-evaluating what works for us and what we want and need to change to be more supportive to ourselves is really important in any lifestyle. So whether you move around as she does or not, I think it's a really good insight and reminder. So the links to our website, Instagram, as well as the books she mentioned are in the show notes. And she's also gifting all of us a phone wallpaper picture of the ocean. And you can also find the link in the show notes. It's absolutely dreamy. As we also mentioned, asking for support and not having to do things by ourselves can be a huge relief. And sometimes we are just overwhelmed and don't even know where to start or we are stuck somewhere in between. So 
if you don't know already, <laughs> I do offer free initial coaching consultation. So just reach out if you have something that you would like to share and discuss with somebody. And as always, I so appreciate you tuning in and listening in. I, of course, would love for you to share the podcast with your friends and family and your community. And feel free to hop over to iTunes, scroll down and give the podcast those five stars and possibly even a review. So thank you again. And until next time. Yeah.